Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we're continuing our devotional study series in the book of Psalms. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Odium and Church Crookham. And we'd love for you to join us over there. Here we are in lockdown once again. Uh, how frustrating. But nonetheless, I feel like the psalm that we're going to look at this morning is really appropriate to this uh, to this time that we're now back in again, another time of lockdown. And so, as we're gonna we're gonna open up Psalm forty six, and I hope there's going to be some real uh, practical comfort from God's word here this morning as we begin our day by chewing on Scripture. So I'm I'm going to read Psalm forty six for us. It's only eleven verses. Um, And it says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the holy city of God, the holy mountain of the Most High, sorry, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots. With fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So, this psalm, uh, Psalm 46, is actually a military psalm, and we sometimes miss the, the military language there, but it's, it's a psalm that's written in reflection upon an army having um, set up a siege around the city of Jerusalem. And so that's what the psalmist is kind of thinking. That's why we have this language of God being a fortress and a protection, all those kind of things. But there's some really profound insights we can get from it because the picture of being in a battle is what the Bible uses to describe our life, uh, the believer's life anyway. So we can kind of take this military imagery and apply it to really any aspect of our life. And it's quite a fitting image really but if you if you have the psalm open in front of you you'll see that it's split into three verses there's kind of three chunks that the psalmist has written in so that we can go through and the first one the 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 point of it really uh, verses one to three is just very simple god is our refuge god is someone who we can rely on god is someone who we can depend on and uh it's, it's, it's really interesting the way that they've written it because they're not focusing on some specific uh, time, um, some specific trouble, a very present help in trouble. There's plenty of Psalms where it uses a singular word. So it says uh, in this trouble or something like that, but there's, they've used the plural. So in other words, in troubles, whenever things go wrong, God is our help. And so the point of the Psalm is to kind of reflecting on something that's happened, but to give us a... Um, uh, truth truth for all of our lives. God is always a present help in trouble. 
And so the point is, we're being told you can rely on God. He is reliable. He is uh, able to help. He's our refuge and he's our strength. And it uses this language, though, therefore we will not fear that the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. You know, and the image here, because it is imagery, is uh, even when everything just crumbles down, you know, we use that phrase, I feel like my world is falling apart. We're not actually saying, you know, my house has fallen in and on the way to work this morning I saw sinkholes in the road. It's, it's imagery. Uh, everything is falling apart. So we will not fear that everything just falls apart around us, though what we knew was familiar is now gone. We won't fear. Why won't we fear? Because God is our present help in trouble. But even so, that not fearing doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong for believers to have a sense of worry or to be anxious about things. In fact, even just this morning with the lockdown beginning again, uh, or something else in your life, maybe you are feeling a sense of anxiety about uh, what's the world going to look like for the next few weeks, or even what's it going to look like in the next year, what's happening. And it's legitimate to have fear. But the reality is we have a an answer to our fear. You know, we have something that uh, goes beyond our fear. I love I love what Calvin says on this verse. So John Calvin, the, the great uh, reformer, wrote on this verse, the psalmist is not to be understood as meaning that the minds of the godly are exempt from all solicitude and fear, as, they, as though they were destitute of feeling. For there is a great difference between insensibility and the confidence of faith. He shows that whatever may happen, they are never to be overwhelmed with terror but rather gather strength and courage sufficient to remove all fear. I love the way that he puts that. It's not saying that you can't be scared or that you can't have fear. What it is saying is that you can gather enough courage to deal with that fear because we know that God is our present help in time of need. And so as we move on into the second um, chunk, the second kind of a verse, the second stanza, we, we read there is a, a river whose who streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, he shall not be moved. It's using this image of Jerusalem. God is in the middle of Jerusalem. You, O Jerusalem, who have an army around you, can rest confident. And I love, I really, really love in verse four, this image of there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And I just want to clarify what the psalmist is doing here. Because I think when we know what he's doing, it's really profound. So in the ancient world, uh, even in the Bible, we see it in lots of places, uh, strong, flowing, vast waters are often a symbol of trouble. So in Psalm 42, for instance, uh, your breakers and your waves have gone over me. It's kind of a fearful thing to have all these high waters coming over. But in the middle of Jerusalem, they, they, they came through a, a river of Shiloh, um, so we read about it in John 7 and 8, for instance, the river of Siloam. Now, this was a very, very gentle stream. It wasn't, there was no waves. It was just a gentle, constant stream. And the psalmist is, is looking at that as a reality, a physical thing that was there, and kind of using it as an analogy to say, but in the middle of God's city, there is this calmness. There is just a, a river that makes glad the city of God. And so the image there for us is that at the centre of our lives, at the centre of our faith, we don't have a, a tempestuous waves going around everywhere. We have a gentle stream as we can rest 
in God. We can rest in that gentle flowing stream that makes glad the city of God, the source of joy. God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst of us. You know, we, we're not being thrown out. We're not thrown out with the armies that are, in, that are sieging around us. We are safe and secure. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And so you have this, on the one hand, an image of real calm. But then as you go into verse five, uh, 6 and 7, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. It then moves into an image of but everything else out there is crazy. It's all going wrong. But in here, it's gentle, it's calm, because the Lord is in the midst of her. That's, that's still true for us. That's still true today. We may not be in Jerusalem anymore, but we are still in the city of God. And God still dwells in the midst of us. The Lord of hosts is with us. It finishes this stanza by saying, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, that's very easy to apply to us because we can say God is our fortress. But bear in mind for them, they actually did have a fortress. And yet they're still saying this physical fortress is not our fortress. God is. And so we need to amen that. Yes, God is our fortress. And then as we go into the last stanza, we're then given an invitation. Now, I'm just going to say that there's there's two different interpretations of this last stanza. And I think it's really profound, really either way, which one you go with. One interpretation, and probably the most common one that you'll hear, is that this is talking to believers, to people who know God. And so when it's saying, come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth, how he makes wars cease, and then eventually in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. That might be being spoken to us. Know God, know how he has acted in the past. Just be still and know that he is for you and that he will fight the battle. That's one interpretation. The other interpretation is that this stanza is a taunt to the enemies outside. And so we're saying to them, come, behold the works of our, of our God, how he has brought desolations on the earth. You know, the implication is, and he can bring desolations on you, how he makes wars cease how he breaks the bow and shatters the spear, how he burns the chariots with fire. And so then when it says, be still and know, it's saying to them, not like, oh, just calm down. It's saying, be still and know that he is God. But that's God saying to them. In other words, you just stand still and I'm going to show you my power. The same, the same thing he says to Egypt before he brings plagues on them. You know, I will be exalted among the nations. And so in, in some sense, we can either read this as a comfort if it's directed to us, but a threat to our enemies if it's directed to them. And I just think that's really interesting because it gives a really, um, well, I suppose an interesting dynamic to how we read this psalm. We could either be reading it as though it's God reminding us and comforting us and letting us know, and I think that's legitimate. It is good to know, to just be still and know he is God. The battle is in his hands. But then equally, we might like to read this and, and read this as like we can stand behind God. We can stand behind knowing that he is going to deal with his enemies, with our enemies. And so we can stand behind and rest in his protection. Either way we swing it, we are resting in God's protection. And that's a really uh, profound truth that we can say. We can rest in God. We can rest in the king, the one who has power. And so it ends once again, uh, after saying, be still and know that I am God, which is something that we all need to do, I think, especially in a time like this, we just need to be still and know that I am God. Ends, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, same as the last stanza. 
It's really profound. And there's a story where we see this psalm really in action in, in 2 Kings 18, I think it is, when the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, comes and invades Jerusalem and King Hezekiah is doesn't know what to do and, and he's panicking. And Isaiah just comes and says to him, essentially, the Lord is with us. The armies were all outside. The armies were all ready to, to siege, but they failed. Overnight, God dealt with them. The Israelites didn't even send out a battle party. And that's a really practical uh, way that we can see this psalm in action. God is a God who rescues and delivers. He is our refuge and our strength. So as we go about our lives, particularly over the next maybe month, maybe six weeks, who knows, let's rest in that truth that God is our fortress, that we can be still and know that he is God. and He will be exalted among the nations. It's a really good thing for us to grip onto, to know that even if we have fear, we can still gather enough courage to conquer that fear. So let's pray as we finish. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you can that you are our fortress, that you have promised to be our fortress. And Lord, I pray that as we seek to stand behind you, that we would gather our courage from you, that our fears would meet their match in the one who holds the earth. So we pray that you would be with us, or rather that we would know that you're with us, that we would uh, acknowledge that you're with us. Pray that you would empower us in our lives. Amen.